Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. If you will, go ahead and stand with me. I'm going to read one scripture. I'm going to let it be really brief. Is there some water anywhere? I want to take one swig and then I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. Listen, I know it's Memorial Day. I know a lot of you have plans and I know you have things that you want to do. Oh, thank you. Look at that. A double blessing, a double blessing of the Lord. Ooh, and this one's cold. Thank you, Lord. Y'all excuse me. I'm going to give you one scripture. Our sweet Noel, who is uh, Caleb Amick's wife, she already got on to me. She said, Caleb, she said, you've got 20 scriptures today. And I said, I'm sorry, Noel, but the Bible is just too good. So I'm going to read one. I'm going to let you sit. If you will turn with me to Mark chapter five in verse 22, Mark chapter five, verse 22. It's a very familiar story. You're going to know it whenever you get there. It's actually in, in it's, it's told three different times. Uh, in, in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke um, with three different accounts. But I wanted to present to you this account of Mark because um, I felt like it fit exactly where the Lord would lead today. Uh, and I come to encourage your faith today uh, that whatever you've been praying for, whatever you've been asking God for, you're next. For the about five who understood what I just said, then it's coming for your house. But for everybody else who refrains from praise, you can stand and you can stare. But I come to tell you today by the word of the Lord that everything you've been asking for, everything you've been praying for in this season, I come to deliver the word. You are next. So let's read verse 22. I'm going to let you sit. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came. Jairus by name and when he saw him he fell at his feet We'll read two and begged him earnestly saying my little daughter lies at the point of death Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live y'all forgive me I, I fibbed twice. Let's read on so Jesus went with him Verse 24. I know I'm making you stand so long. It's okay. We need the exercise So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him and I'm gonna get to uh, verse 27. So if you're anxious, just hold on. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and she and was no better, but rather grew worse. Verse 27. And we're praying and sitting. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Heavenly Father, Lord, seal this word. Father, we ask God for the next few moments. Lord, let me be clear and concise. Lord, let me be speedy. Lord, on your timeline, Father, Lord, but we don't, we're not here to rush you. And so, Father, I ask you, Lord God, that you would just move in this room. You don't need me. Father, your word is good enough, Lord, as it is. But I thank you, Father, for this moment, Lord God, and the opportunity to minister your word. And so, Father, we seal it, we bless it, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Before you're seated, look at your neighbor and tell him you're next. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and I want to finish this because I want to get to, I want to finish reading here. So if you want to follow along with me, I'm going to read 20 verses for you. So if you need your daily reading, don't worry. I got your back. Uh, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it nice and quick. Verse 28 for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. 
Verse 29, say immediately, say immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately, that's a big word, say immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Verse 31, but his disciples, this is in the book of Caleb, looked at him like he was crazy and said, you see the multitude thronging you. What are you talking about? Who touched me? But Jesus, knowing and understanding that virtue had just left his body in verse 32 said, and he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down. You see the enemy. I'm going to stop right here. The enemy that every time that you receive a miracle, the enemy wants you to uh, uh, to be fearful and, and to just cower down and not be vocal about the way that God has healed you. But God will always call you into the life to expose and to show the world that if he did it for you, then he can do it for somebody else. Don't worry. We'll get there. And verse 34, and he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Oh, and this is where it gets good. Verse 35. Here come all the haters while he was still speaking some Whoever the sum is in my Bible, it is ital uh, italicized. If that's a word, then great. If not, all you English majors out there, please forgive me. Uh, but it, the sum is italicized. I don't know why it was. I didn't really, I, I, I didn't find why, but I was, I, I was stuck on that. But it says some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? I'm almost there. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid only believe verse 37 and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter James and John the brother of James then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly 39 when he came in he said to them why make this commotion and weep the child is not dead but sleeping and they ridiculed him but when he had put them all out Oh, we're going to get there. He took the, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was laying. Verse 41. Then he took the child by the hand and he said to her, Talitha Kumai, which if I, hopefully I said it right, if not, forgive me, which is translated little girl. I say to you, arise my last scripture. And everybody said, amen. Immediately the girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. Now, I want to set a story for you. How many of you have ever been to a fast food restaurant? I know you have. You don't have to raise your hand. I know you've been there. You're probably going to go to one today. Uh, and so, um, but how many of you have ever been to a fast food restaurant? You're waiting there in line and man, you're, you're, you're just sitting there. Or if you're like my wife, you get up to the counter and she still doesn't know what she wants. But so I kind of got to guide her through that a little bit. But, but if it's me, I'm like, you know, I, I know the places that I, I want to go to. Like if I go to Popeye's, I'm getting a, a number four, uh, which is a, I believe it's a three-piece uh, chicken uh, dinner, and I always add a, uh, a, a breast um, because, I, listen, I'm a big boy. I'm thick. I need some food, uh, and so uh, I, I, need, I, need that extra, I need that extra substance right there, and so uh, I always know if you're like me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into the line, and then I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to order, and isn't it just like the devil that as you're getting ready to order, here comes somebody with a messed up order, and they cut in front of you, and you're just like, my God, I'm about to punch you in the face. 
Listen, you see, you can act all spiritual and holy, but it's the truth. And you know that you've, you know that you've got it, that while you were standing at the Logan's line and, and, and you was waiting to be seated, somebody else cut in front of you. And then you went up there and you told the, the, uh, the hostess, uh, ma'am, excuse me. Uh, they, they cut in front of us. Don't act like you haven't done it because I know that you have this. But listen, this is exactly the crux of the story. Jairus was next for his healing. And then comes in the woman with the issue of blood who holds up the order. You see, what I come to tell you today is that when God moves, he always does it for the testimony that he will do it again. Listen, in line, even though you're ready to order, you're mad, you're angry, you're upset, you're seeing right here, what you, what's happening is, is you're seeing the ability of your order that if it gets messed up to be fixed, that if this person's order was messed up, instead of you just being angry, if you could just sit back and say, I'm going to, I'm going to eyeball this process because if their order can be fixed, then I know that if my order gets messed up. That I can come back and I can be the one to now cut the line and say, oh, excuse me. Sorry, I need my order fixed. But I come to encourage your faith that some of you have had some interrupted orders in life. But the healer is in the room today and he's about to fix some orders that have been messed up. Oh, for five of you that got it, I come to encourage your faith. I'm talking about some things that have been on back order that should have already come. You know, the things that you've been praying and showing for for a long time. I dare someone in this room to give God a back order praise. That's the thing that you've been praying for. It's been backed up, but when it's about to hit your doorstep, it's going to be right on time. Because guess what? JPS is about to show up at your doorpost. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Jehovah Postal Service is about to show up on your doorstep at the right time, at the right hour, and it's going to be for your next. So look at your neighbor and say, don't worry, JPS is on the way. Again, if you didn't catch that, that was Jehovah Postal Service. It's better than UPS, FedEx, Amazon. JPS will, will deliver even quicker than Amazon can deliver. Just in case you were wondering, Jairus in this story. Now listen, Jairus in this story was seeing this woman's messed up order. Her messed up order was the blood issue, her flow of blood. Now I'm going to speak from a couple different perspectives and I'm going to, I'm going to preach. I'm going to teach. I'm going to do some different things. But as you read this story, this story, I'm going to be honest with you is a whole lot deeper than just the woman with the issue of blood being healed. This story goes far past Jairus's daughter being healed and Jesus showed him that if he could heal that that whatever doubts Jairus had about his daughter being healed were crushed by the infallible proof that he just witnessed this woman being healed I come to tell you today it's how you remain that will determine your next I'll get there don't worry many talk about this story from the perspective of the woman and rightfully so she needed a miracle and she had tried it all. Many of you in this room have heard the stories and, and, and have, have heard the, the preaching uh, uh, from this text and from this context from this woman that she was desperate and, and, and it takes desperate faith. And, and I'm, I'm not here to disagree with you. I'm, I'm here to agree with you. But she needed a miracle. She was persistent and desperate for change. We have to first understand this woman. 
She was afflicted, okay, and had been afflicted. If you read your Bible, she was not only afflicted, but the physicians that she went to also afflicted her. So where she went to try to get healing, they couldn't provide the healing. They just made it worse. Ooh, I'll move on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. She was known in this town. But the key that you have to understand is it, whenever you look at the context of the story, she had to have some kind of financial uh, ability. Because if she had tried everything that she had, if she had spent everything that she had, then she had to have some kind of uh, uh, status in this town. And so, but what, what we have to also understand is that because of this blood issue, she had no life. According to the law in this time, because of her flow of blood, she was considered unclean. She couldn't worship. She couldn't be out in the community. She couldn't be around family. Whatever she touched or came in contact with was considered unclean. But all oh, but the uncleanness in her met the purity of Jesus and her faith made way for her miracle. I'm, I'm telling you, the unclean thing that's in you is not too strong for the purity that is the blood of Jesus Christ. It's okay. I'm going to run for you today several times because I feel this thing that no matter what you're in, no matter what you come from, no matter what you were smoking last night, no matter what you was drinking, whatever the unclean thing is, is not stronger than the blood of Jesus. So Jesus then stops. So here's the story. Here's the text and I'm moving. Jesus then stops and said, someone touched me now you got to imagine if I had about if you read and, and you do your due diligence and you look up your biblical context it said that the whole town was around Jesus you got to understand, I believe, uh, and, and all my elders and scholars, I believe this was in the, in the town of Capernaum, if I'm not mistaken. And so, and so this, in this town, uh, uh, here, here is Jesus and he's walking and there are tons of people around him, but yet he stops and right in the middle of it. And he says, someone touched me. So his disciples look at him and said, what do you mean? Someone, we're all around you. What are you talking about? Somebody touched you. We're, we're here. We're, I mean, we're, we're walking with you. What do you mean? But Jesus knew someone had touched you because the virtue had left his body. You see, some of you in this room know what it means to touch the Lord in such a way that he begins to turn and look at you because your faith touched a place in him that he had to honor the miracle that you was asking for. He felt the virtue even go out from his body see if listen and here's the most important part if someone from the crowd had noticed this woman this is key and i want you to catch this if someone from the crowd had noticed this woman they would have accused her of being unclean and then caused a riot making others believe that they are now unclean and run off disrupting the two miracles you see, you don't, you don't look at that whenever you're looking at this story. But had anybody else noticed her, because according to the law, that anywhere she was, anybody that she touched, anybody that she was around, now is unclean. So had somebody else, 
had some back row Susie Q uh, opened up and said, well, I've seen this girl sinning last night and praise God uh, in my holy righteous self. You know, I'm just going to call it out on a Sunday morning, bless God. And I'm just going to, but had somebody called her stuff out, then there wouldn't, we wouldn't be reading this story today. We wouldn't be reading the testimony of the two miracles. People would have labeled her what she was, but in a moment, Jesus was about to show them who she is. The enemy and people will always try and label you what you were, but Jesus will always stop to tell you what you're about to become. I come to encourage you today. It doesn't matter what you used to do. I come to encourage your faith today that who you used to be, what you used to do, there is a master and a savior who will always tell you what you can be. The enemy will always try to distract you right as soon as you're in the middle of a miracle. And we're going to get to that in a second. But the enemy will always try to come and remind you of who you used to be. He'll remind you of the things that you used, that you have done. Can I tell you, I've been serving the Lord for some time now. And in this season, there were things that I've had, there's been things that I've had to fight that I thought, Lord, I've, through you, I've overcome these years ago. I'm just going to be honest with you. As a, as a pastor's kid, I grew up looking at pornography, uh, trying to find love, laying with other women. I'm just being honest with you, being transparent with you, because I believe the church needs a whole lot of transparency and less of this right here. I didn't come to look cute. I didn't come to tell you all just the good things in my life. I come to tell you that he brought me from a horrible pit and that if he can bring me from a horrible pit, he can take you out of your mess. I didn't come to play church with you today. I come to be transparent with you and preach the gospel because we need the gospel. We've got people who are going to hell because the gospel is not being preached through transparency of the word. I want people to know and understand that if God did it for me, he can do it for you. So as a pastor's kid, here I was Sunday morning. I put the face on, do whatever mom and daddy needed me to do. And then on the weekends, you know, I, I used to think it's so funny. I, I'm a little rabbit trail. I'm going to get back to my word. But I used to think that I was going to be uh, the, the, the holy partier is what I'll call it. Here's what I'm talking about. That I would go to the party and I would turn up, I would do all the things, but I wouldn't drink because, you know, that's a sin. And, uh, and, and in my life, I justified it to the point to where, you know, well, if I just go to the party, I dance a little bit, I grind on people a little bit, you know, then, uh, you know, then, then it's okay. But if I don't drink, then I'm justified by it. And, 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 and immediately I've come to find out. And, and as I begin to grow older, I can't be hood on Saturday night and holy on Sunday morning. It just doesn't, it doesn't mix. I can't, I can't, I can't listen to, Listen, young people, you're going to hate me for this, but I, what I'm telling you, the mess that Justin Bieber is feeding you right now is trash. It's not popular. I'm sorry. It's not popular, but I've got to tell the truth. I love him. I love him. If he's saved, then great. But you can't talk about peaches and where you get your weed on Saturday night and come in on Sunday morning and expect to get a breakthrough. It's not possible. It's not possible. I'm sorry. It's not, it's not popular, but if I got to say it, somebody's got to say it. 
whenever you got a Kanye West who does not even get paid, or I don't even know the story. Elijah, maybe you can help me. But Kanye West, whenever he got saved, he doesn't, does he get, he don't even do any of his old music anymore. So you're looking at a man who is getting paid billions of dollars, probably one of the richest men in the world, but yet he ends up getting saved. And now he don't even do the music that he used to do anymore. You cannot contaminate the gospel. You cannot be half hood and half holy and expect to receive something from the Lord. It's not possible. You can't do it. Either you're all the way in or you're all the way out. Either you're going to be for the Lord or you're going to be against him. The Bible is very clear in Revelation. Either you're going to be all hot for him or as our pastors have said, either you're going to witness him in the cool of the mountain or you're going to be lukewarm and you're going to get spit out. I digress. Jesus then stops. So he said, someone touched me. He said, someone in this crowd touched me. God will. Sorry, I lost my place. Somebody just worship the Lord for just a second. So Jesus. A couple books later, now look at this parallel. He heals the woman with the issue of blood and he tells her what she's about to become. He blesses her and he tells her, he said, woman, go and sin no more. But a couple books later, he encounters another woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And it's the same parallel. They threw her at Jesus' feet and said, Jesus, we just caught her in the act of adultery. What are you going to do with her? And then you know the story. Jesus said, you who are without the first sin, I want you to go ahead and cast the first stone. Then what he does is he picks her up and he tells her to go and sin no more and sends her on her way. The Lord is really good at taking what the enemy says about you and turning it and saying, hey, I know what he's saying about you, but this is what I've got planned for you. So Jesus stopped, and what you have to realize, Jesus stopped and made this woman a spectacle, okay? Now this is an important part of the text. Jesus stopped right there, and he had to make this woman a spectacle because still according to the law, that if anybody had saw her, she was deemed unclean. So what Jesus had to do is in the midst of this town, he had to stop because somebody, because she touched him, he had to stop or he had to stop and call for this woman because what he needed to do was he needed to let the town know that she was no longer unclean. But God will always use the interruptions in the midst of your order to make way for your miracle. God will always use that while you're getting ready to order whatever it is that you're trying to order. He will use every single interruption to, to, to build up your faith, to prepare you for what God is about to do for you. It's how you remain that will determine your next. So here's Jairus, right? So here's Jairus. I can't even imagine what Jairus was thinking, Elder Jeff, at this point. In the text, he, 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 he runs to Jesus. You know, he's got status and, and he runs to Jesus and, and Jesus, Jesus, I need you to come and heal my daughter, which we all would be like. 
If our daughter was dying, there would be no hesitancy. There would be no, no, no laziness, but we would run to Jesus because man, I'm going to run to him. He's getting ready to come to my house. So here's Jairus. And, and I can't even imagine in this moment that as Jesus just stops and, and you know, listen, have any of you been watching the chosen here recently? If not, listen, watch it. And, and, and just let the Bible come alive to you because I love the character of Jesus because he's not rushed at any moment. So I just feel like that, that as, 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 as Jesus is handling the situation with the woman of the issue of blood, I believe he's just taking his time. Who touched me? Well, Jesus, you know, we're crowded here, man. What are you talking about? No, somebody touched me. And all the while, I, I can't even imagine. I just believe Jairus is just like, what are you doing? My daughter is dying, Jesus. Like, hey. Uh, or, you know, you do one of those holy things, like whenever you want to try and go talk to pastors. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. I just, um, I just, I just need a moment. If you can just like tap on his shoulder. That's the most annoying thing. Tapping somebody on their shoulder, just saying, Hey, I just need a moment. I believe, listen, I, it, it was probably, it was probably Peter. If he was there, it was probably him, but I just believe he was probably just like, uh, Jesus, Jairus, Jairus is back here and, uh, his daughter is dying. J just in case if you forgot, I, I don't want to rush you, but you know how people do that to you. Hey, or uh, listen, I do it to my wife all the time. And I'm like, and I've learned now, uh, instead of being like, babe, come on, we've got to go. I've learned, um, sweetheart, it's 8.30, and uh, we've, we've, we've got to go, just in case you forgot. And I believe that that's probably what the disciples did to Jesus right then, is... Uh, hey, Jesus, you know, Jairus is back. here. He's kind of freaking out, man. He's, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's wigged out back here. Uh, but I can't even imagine, you know, what Jairus was thinking in that moment. Maybe there's some anger and confusion because someone cut in front of him. But Jairus witnessing this woman's miracle is one of the key elements of the story. Here's why. Because it brought the faith he needed to believe for his daughter's healing. That while Jesus was healing the woman, he did it for a testimony to Jairus to see even further Jesus' healing power. Don't get jealous when somebody else is getting their healing and their breakthrough. Don't get jealous when somebody else is getting their breakthrough. Don't get jealous when somebody else is getting their breakthrough. Because you're going to stay stuck and you will never see it. I don't know where I'm going, but that's just a song in the church. Maybe the church needs to understand and sing it over their life a couple times. That it's not for you to get jealous and, and misunderstand. Well, this person, they've been prayed for 72 times. Well, this person, they've, they've been called out from, from the platform 72 times. But what I come to tell you, but what you call an interruption to your miracle, God uses it as faith to say, yours is on the way. You see, you thought the interruption was supposed to stop you, but the interruption God used to give you a little bit of faith that if you've been waiting for a season, God's showing you something. If you could just hold on for a second and look at it and take in the faith, then your miracle is on the way. Remain with God and know that if he did it for them, he's going to do it for you. Listen, remain means to continue to possess a particular quality. Or fulfill a particular role. The power of this story is Jairus' ability to remain with the miracle and not away from the miracle. 
He didn't storm off. He didn't leave and go behind Jesus' back and start talking about him. But wherever Jesus is, is where your miracle will be. What am I saying? I'm saying if Jesus is healing someone, your miracle is in seeing that miracle come to pass. What am I saying? I'm saying if Jesus is moving for someone, your miracle is in your ability to stay close to Jesus when your flesh tells you that he forgot about you. I want you to look at your neighbor right here and I want you to encourage him really good and look at him and say, I'm staying right here. Look at your other neighbor and tell them, I want you to tell someone, don't leave just yet. Your miracle's on the way. Come on, I need you really quick, 30 seconds, stand up on your feet, come on, stretch your legs, and I need you to tell someone, don't leave just yet, your miracle is on the way. I want you to take 30 seconds, prophesy to somebody, tell them not to leave, don't get discouraged, don't worry about it, don't leave just yet, what you've been praying for, it's on the way. Come on, look at somebody else and tell them you're next. 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 You're next for your healing. You're next for the provision. You're next for the breakthrough. You're next for the miracle. Be seated. Be seated. If you're wondering where we're at, that was the seventh inning stretch. But Pastor Caleb, I've been praying for this for a long time. You don't understand. We'll talk to the woman who was constantly bleeding. Now listen, if you read the text, this women, this was a menstrual bleed. Imagine bleeding for 12 years without stopping. All the men in the, in the, in the room said, thank God. There ain't a maxi pad big enough. You can thank my spiritual mama, Pastor Amanda Crabb, for that one. The boldness, that is. But Pastor Caleb, I've been praying for this thing for a long time. You don't understand. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't get you know, where I'm coming from. We'll talk to the woman who was bleeding for 12 years. Well, Pastor Caleb, I, yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. You know, but we've, we've really been praying for our babies for a long time. And I can tell you, Courtney and I have been waiting for seven years to see the fullness of our miracle. Talk to, the, talk, to, talk to the children of Israel who was in the wilderness for 40 years. I come to tell you, I've come too far to just turn back now. I didn't fight all these battles with the help of the Lord just to turn in my key now. Y'all can go ahead if you want to, but I'm remaining with my miracle. You can move on if you want to, but I'm just going to stay right here. He's been too good for me to move from this place. He's been, I've seen him move too many times for me to leave from this place. I've seen him heal. I've seen him deliver. I've seen him set free. It may not be my season yet, but I know my season is on the way. I may not be holding my miracle yet, but in my eyes and in my prayers, I'm holding my miracle in my remain 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 with your miracle remain with your breakthrough no matter what the season's like no matter what it feels like if you could just stand still and remain you will see the salvation of the Lord so now we get to the part point in the story Jesus blesses the woman She's healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Insert the organ. 
I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. All the while, here's Jairus back in the corner. So Jesus blesses her, and they're about to head to Jairus' house, and then boom! Ain't this like the devil? People from Jairus' house come up to them, and you got to read your text closely. While Jesus was still speaking to the woman, there's come some people, you know that annoying shoulder tap, uh, Jairus, your daughter's dead. While Jesus was still speaking, listen, I, I, I'm going to get into something really here, really quick, uh, uh, and, and, and I want to say it with the, with the fear and the revelation and the admonition of the Lord, and my elders are here to correct me, but I feel led of the Lord to, to, uh, to focus on something here, so just go with me. Some people came from Jairus' house, and while Jesus was still speaking, they tell Jairus his daughter is dead. It always amazes me how the enemy will always come and tell you the miracle is not possible when God is moving the most. Why do you think he fights so hard during altar call? Listen, if you need a Holy Ghost belt, just tighten it up really quick. Let me help the whole church out for a minute. If we truly want to see God to move, to move the way that we're asking him to, then we better learn to pray and believe and activate our faith instead of talking about what we're going to do after church in the middle of God moving in an altar call. You want to know why we're not seeing it? It's because God is having to fight through a social spirit instead of being able to move through hearts that are reverent to him. I didn't come to chat about birds sitting on my window. I didn't come to talk to you about the ball game, but I showed up to church to see God move and for someone to be set free. I didn't come to talk about patty cake while somebody's needing deliverance. I didn't come to talk about anything that's else that's on the outside while somebody's needing healing. It's tight, but it's right. We've got to, as the church, we've got to understand the reverence of an altar call again. Everything else can wait. Because if I can see it happen, if you can understand, if Caleb can just understand, if I can close my yap during, a, during an altar call and I'm going through something and I see somebody get deliverance, if I can just pay attention that if God did it then, he, he can do it for me. But what happens? Altar calls going on, pastors flowing in the anointing, uh, uh, prayer teams flowing in the anointing, and we're back there. Oh, bless God, I just got this thing again. Oh, yeah, the devil's just really been fighting me. And all the while, the altar is open for you to go and get deliverance, but yet you want to sit in your seat and yap your trap. It's okay. You don't have to like me after this. Pastor Aaron is going to be back on Wednesday night. And listen, I come to tell you, if you want, if we want to see the Lord move again, we've got to find the reverence, get back in the church real quick. So instead of receiving a miracle, maybe you and I have just talked yourself out of one. It doesn't matter how many times the pool of your life has been stirred and the miracle hasn't happened yet. Jesus is about to walk your way. I come to encourage your faith today. Keep on praying. Keep on pressing. Keep on believing. You're the one that's next. Look at your neighbor and prophesy to them today. And I want you to look at them from the depths of your spirit and prophesy and tell them that they're next. At this point, Jesus does two things. One, 
He tells Jairus, do not be afraid. Only believe. Number two, he told everyone else, take a hike. When it comes down to your miracle, you need only two things. People in your corner to believe and intercede for your miracle. And those who aren't on board, take a hike. I'm just going to let that settle in for somebody. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to tell some people around you just to take a hike. Come on. Come on. If, they, if you ain't on board with me, I love you. I'll pray for you. I'll still, I'll still hug your neck. But if you ain't on board with this miracle, then baby, take a hike. I ain't got time to carry around your weight. I ain't got time to carry around your negativity. I've carried it. I've patted it on the behind too many times. I ain't got time. It's not my season to carry it. It's my season to be healed. It's my season to be to, to, to have breakthrough. It's my season to be. It's my season. You don't have time to believe and have faith when you when you have people doubting and mourning around you. You need some people that whenever you're exhausted and you've been waiting for some time. You need some people around you who will come behind you and say, I uphold your arms for this miracle. I'm contending for this miracle with you. You may be tired, but don't worry, baby. I got your back. I'm praying for you. Come on. You ain't got time for, for, for people that are claiming to be in your corner, but then yet on the, the, the next week, they just complain about you because now you're a burden to them. Sorry, baby. Get out of my corner. Because I'm here for you. You're here for me. I'm here to help you. You're here to help me. That whenever I'm low, that the Lord has given us a helpmate, not only in him, but people around us. Let me just say something right here. That's why the enemy has tried so hard with this spirit of racism in our nation. And he's tried to divide the line because between the Pentecostal church, the Baptist church, the Kojic church, this church, that church, this race, that race. To the point to where people are so just clammed up that whenever they get into the presence of another person with another skin color, the enemy thinks that he's got the power. It's okay. I'm going to say it because it's the truth. But I come to break down every wall in Jesus' name. That if my body is a temple for the Holy Spirit then there is no such thing as racism in my spirit. There is no such thing as backbiting and talking behind somebody else's back. Why? Because that's my brother. You're not just talking about, you're talking about your brother. You're talking about your sister. How do you expect to be in the kingdom with him if you are always talking about him? You know what the Lord's going to do? I bet you he's going to put their house right by yours in heaven. Well, Jesus, I got my mansion. What are they doing here? Jesus, you ain't funny, Jesus. I need a new, I need a new address. That's not biblical, so don't worry. Zach, if you want to come too, I'm almost done. But we know the story. Jesus enters the house. He heals Jairus' daughter. And then he departs to leave for Nazareth. 
But the power of this story that I want you to understand is so deep. I hope that I presented it to you that this is not just the story of a woman with the issue of blood being healed. This is not just the story of a daughter being raised. It goes far deeper than that. The power of this story, and I don't want you to miss it. You see, Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue. He knew the law and more than likely he upheld it. So that means more than likely he was a skeptic of Jesus. So that the very text of him running to Jesus in itself is just so bizarre because everybody in that day and hour were not very fond of Jesus. The thing that you have to catch in this story as well is that the woman with the issue of blood was afflicted for 12 years. Now follow with me. Jairus's daughter was 12 years old. This is the perfect depiction of what Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 17, where he says, I didn't come to destroy the law, but I come to fulfill it. So had Jesus gone along according to the law, this whole story wouldn't have even taken place. Why? Because he wouldn't have healed the woman with the issue and Jairus's daughter would have remained dead. The symbolism of the number 12 is two parts. First, for the woman with the issue, according to law, she would not have been able to even touch Jesus or Jesus touch her. For Jairus, number two, who was a ruler of the synagogue, you have to understand, if you were a ruler of the synagogue, you were looked up at. Again, it was not fun for rulers or people uh, and high priests and people in the stature to go chasing and running Jesus down. But Jairus did. The law was something that he was familiar with and lived by. But in one moment, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah 9 and 6 that said, and the government will rest upon his shoulders. And Jesus exercised his authority over the blood issue and over Jairus' daughter. The number 12 in the Bible means perfect government. So not only was this a story to tell you and I that the Lord is near to desperate faith, it's not only a story to remain, to, to tell you to remain in the miracle when it looks like it won't happen, but it was also a fulfillment of prophecy of Jesus stepping into who he was called to be and what he will be for you and I. I'm here to encourage you today that whatever the jury of the world has stacked up against you, whatever miracle you've been praying for that looks far away, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to ask the prayer team. It's been a long time. Miss Natasha, if it's okay with you, prayer team, elders, if you want to come, we're getting ready to close. But I'm here to encourage you that whatever the jury of the world has stacked up against you. Yeah, let's do it like we used to, if that's okay. That whatever the jury of the world has stacked up against you, whatever miracle you've been praying for that looks far away. The seasons you've had to remain and watch breakthrough and healing for everybody else. That the one upon whose shoulders rest the perfect government is here. And the verdict is about to drop and it's about to be in your favor. Let me say that again. Every verdict that you thought that was about to come down upon you. The, the government of Jesus 
of God himself is about to rule in your favor. That everything that what was, everything that's been held up, I come to tell you, you're next. You're next. You're next. Whatever the court has tried to rule against you. You want to know why I said jury is because the jury is made up of your peers. And whatever your peers have tried to steal for you, from you, for every moment. And this isn't for everybody, so don't get offended. But for the people who you thought was in your corner, but now they're not there anymore. And now instead of being on your side, the people that were supposed to help you are now convicting you. I'm here to tell you that the judge is in the room and the verdict is about to drop, baby. And it's about to be in your favor. If you need a miracle in this room and you felt like that it's that you've been in a waiting season and you felt like that there's been everybody else and you felt like the man at the pool and but Lord, there's nobody else to get me in this pool. I'm, I come here to tell you today that Jesus is about to walk by your house and he's about to walk by your space and you don't need a pool baby because the healer is here and he's about to drop the verdict and the verdict is healing. The verdict is breakthrough. The verdict is peace. The verdict is strength. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.